Welcome to No More Mondays, the podcast that helps you navigate career challenges through the wisdom of professionals who have been at the same crossroads. I'm your host, Angie Callen, and I welcome you to join me each week as I chat with leaders, entrepreneurs, and employees who are here to share practical, tactical advice and some inspiration on how they arrived at career satisfaction. From job searching and career changes to going out on your own, we're breaking down barriers and providing actionable takeaways to help you take charge of your Mondays and ditch the Sunday blues. Welcome to the No More Mondays movement. Hey, everybody out there, and welcome to another edition of No More Mondays. I'm your host, Angie Callen. Today, we're going to talk a little bit about fear. Fear keeps us from doing a lot of things in life, and we're going to hear from somebody who has decided to look that fear square in the eye, say no thanks, and find her mission in life. I'd like you to meet Cassie, whose beautifully Greek last name I am not even going to attempt to butcher. She's coming to us all the way from Volos, Greece, which I hear you should probably look up and put on your bucket list of vacation destinations because it's one of those postcard locations in Greece. And just Cassie, as she goes by, started her career in the very fast-paced world of marketing, communications, and PR. And despite the progressing paychecks and career track, she found herself in corporate America unsatisfied, overwhelmed, and deteriorating mentally and physically. I know somebody out there is identifying with this because I know I did. Cassie was burnt out. There's a term a lot of us know very well, and I'm going to kind of leave you hanging right there as we welcome Cassie to the show to share how she embraced the fear, stepped outside of it, and turned to her creative side to carve a new career path that is more fulfilling and more satisfying. Here to share how she ditched the Sunday blues, Less welcome to the show, just Cassie. Cassie, welcome to No More Mondays. Uh, thanks so much, Angie. I really, really appreciate being on the show today. Um, and I can't wait to talk about this amazing topic that you just mentioned, like fear and facing it and, and having faith to ourselves, because that's exactly what happened to me. I had to face the fear. I had to go through the down parts, you know, in life where you're kind of like, um, you know, doubting on your capabilities, skills and creativity, and then you face them and then you actually you know, decide that it's not just fear, it's faith what I have to go to go forward with. And that's how kind of like it it was for me. Absolutely. And we were joking before we actually started recording about how when she was reading about me and I was reading about her, we have Cassie and I have a lot of similar, I think, beliefs and kind of um, like almost the mo- mo- emotional mental journey of our careers and being in that stressful place and really kind of taking the the risks to go and put yourself in a, a better place. And Cassie, you got you got bonus points from the get go because she actually you actually wrote about how you you decided to stop dreading Mondays and losing the Sunday blues. And I was like, oh, OK, she's the perfect No More Mondays guest. So let's let's fill everybody out there in a little bit, um, because I think people are going to find they're going to identify with your story and the crossroads that you found yourself. So let's kind of get the elevator pitch. Tell everybody a little bit about about you and and just your, you know, the, the snapshot into your career. Mm. It's strange because it's like, you know, life is in circles. So I'm like doing this podcast here in the desk, in the actual desk that I was sitting when I was a student preparing to, you know, give my uh, my university entrance exams, which is absolutely it's just like, you know how the universe brings things 
things to you. And I'm doing this podcast here with you, just telling how my life has changed like completely. So um, a few years back, I'm not going to say how many. Uh, so I decided to actually, it was a few, um, you know, uh, decided to kind of, kind of like to enter the business school. So I finished as a, um, I finished my, my studies in England, in the UK. I left Greece when I was 18. I went to the UK and I studied business studies with marketing. I followed up with a career with a master's in marketing. I worked in the UK uh, in marketing. Then I came back to Greece, did the same thing, working in advertising agencies, which was something that, you know, it was kind of like a path that was carved for me. Like I, like I was told from a young, very young age that I'll become this person, this, you know, professional with a, you know, economics degree or a business degree. And I was like, that was what it was known to me. Although from a very young age, I knew that I had a creative flair. Everybody saw it. It was like so obvious. I had this love for like art and uh, beauty and fashion and anything kind of like feminine because I loved, I actually found that out. You know, when you um, join the dots, as they say, you know, I found out why I love that. I love that because, you know, looking good and being dressed well and having a little bit of makeup up actually feels you empowered and empowers you and makes you feel in a certain way. And that's exactly what, um, you know, made me go towards that path, what actually attracted me to that. So I found love because I always said to myself, I'll follow love. So I found love and love led me to Ireland, to a Greek man, if you believe it or not, not an Irish man. No way. I know it's the, (laughs) it's the funny part of the story. So to a Greek man that, you know, I went there, he's my husband now, we have two kids. So it was a good ending. Um, But then that meant that I followed the path that I knew business-wise, career-wise in Ireland, in the Ireland that had just entered the IMF, that was the recession back in uh, 2011, which meant that there were no jobs, no opportunities, and I had to kind of like reinvent myself into the marketing person that I was, you know, working in the agency. That's, that's exactly what I knew. But then the, 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 the love and the burning desire that I had to actually, you know, find something different in life and pursue a different goal was there. And then the fact that I was in a different environment, sometimes when you change your environments, you change kind of like the triggers in a good way that you you have all the kind of the, the influences. So that led me in started to write because I loved to write even though I was always told that I'm not a good writer, it's very it's very funny that I had a job in writing after that and I was being paid out of that. It's just kind of like different things that you, you know, you actually, in life, you just find out those these different things that happen and just prove you the wrong way from what you've been told. You know, um, but at the moment, I work as a coach with neuroscience and when you, we use this... Um, expression, this phrasing, the evolutionary echoes. So the evolutionary echoes of the past, you know, how they come through and they kind of like guide us in different ways. And we actually don't know if we are speaking on our own truth or we're just speaking the truth of someone else, that being parents, society, whatever. And those can often come in and be like, they turn into self-limiting beliefs or they almost become our truths, Mm. even though they may not necessarily be the truth Mm. and it's it is really interesting how that kind of like nurture situation can really it really does form who we are and sometimes when you get to adults you look back and you go oh maybe that wasn't quite quite right and then you have to kind of unwind yourself Mm. from you know whatever let's say baggage that that's created and I I like you you know I grew up in a, a more of a traditional 
time and environment where it was kind of like you're going to go do one of the big the big major careers kind of a thing. You can do and be whatever you want to be, but it's mostly in one of these boxes. Yeah. And also there weren't as many career tracks in the in, you know, 20 years ago when I, I guess, was getting out of college there. I'll just age myself. But um, <laughs> it's definitely very true that there was kind of that expectation of like go to the university, get the degree, do that thing. And so you really you really struggle with that idea of like breaking that kind of tradition and expectation. And you you had mentioned I really I picked up on this and, and really kind of loved the idea of, of well, it's, it's it was a negative situation. But I love this idea of thinking about this idea that you were like you felt like you were living like a double life. Yeah. So you had this corporate you had this corporate job during the week and then trying to, you know, live out passions in the nights yeah, and the weekends. It was crazy. Like, how did that Yeah, talk to me about because I feel like that's probably a good point in the journey to continue. How did that come in? So basically, I after finishing my bachelor's degree, after finishing my master's degree, after finding, after working in London, after working in Athens in the big PR and advertising agency with the very big like clients, I said to myself, I really need to pursue my passion. My passion was makeup, like believe it or not, like from a young kid, I I, I loved like art and like painting, and it was just like an expression for me. Just because I just mentioned, you know, it just it empowered women. So I made sure I put myself into um, a makeup school. It was fun by my mother it was her gift actually to me because she said okay you've done your studies and everything now I want to give you this gift um so I finished the school and then I obviously I was working when you work in PR and agents PR agencies and advertising agencies in Greece you work like long hours like Mm -hmm. we're talking about long hours like oh yeah 10, 12, 14, sometimes like all-nighters. It was just crazy. Everybody here says that there's like a timeline on how long you can work in an agency because of the high burnout. And it's like, there's like an expiration date. By the time you're like 30, Mm. you're over it. Mm. Absolutely. And that's exactly the timeline. You're absolutely right. Spot on to that. So because I had that passion in the weekends, I actually had to had to become more creative. So I made sure through my school that I went to all the fashion shows for free. I did all the makeup uh, for all the girls, for all them. I met all the designers. I met all the, the highly paid models. I made sure I was in every exhibition out there from designers from abroad just to make sure I, I filled my cup as a creative. And then I would go back on Monday morning, wake up, be this corporate person that had to deal with, you know, with the clients and the briefs and the designers and the web developers developers and the engineers and which which in a way it, it excited me because I was very young very I was young I was a lot younger than what I am now so it was very exciting I had no boyfriend no no pets it was just me my my job my art and going out with my friends it was fine it was perfect I was living the life you know but then as you grow up and as you realize as you realize the values of your life you know as you kind of like you get a wake up call at some point um and you realize, you know, hang on a second, is this me? Because all I did back in Athens was like work. I danced because I love dancing. I did. I went to my dancing school. I did my makeup uh, in the in the evenings, and that was it. You know, and I was finding myself burned out from trying to pursue my own life. And I remember my own passion. Sorry, but and I remember myself back in when I was twenty one, living in London, um, which was it was so amazing for me. And I was had my first job. It was like an internship. 
a placement year, as we called it, and I had to do my dissertation on that. It was finally, finally enough, the dissertation, the name of the dissertation I wrote was Motivation in the Workplace, because everybody was so unmotivated, like the company was trying to motivate them every single day to actually do Talk their work. Talk about full circle. <laughs> Absolutely. I know. It's like, whoa. And I remember myself, um, in when I was 21, I felt that my life started after 5.30 p.m. It was crazy. I felt that I was a whole different person from 9 to 5.30. I was a whole different person, corporate, doing the job. And then I did, I lived my life after 5.30 and I ended up obviously going to bed at 2 a.m., 3 a.m. because I wanted to live my life, which was to read my books, do my art, uh, you know, uh, read or cook or... So it was, I couldn't do that because I... Cause the the day has 24 hours <laughs> you quite, quite literally were living a double life but I was. What, me, what that means is you burn the candle at both ends <laughs> absolutely and like, i'm sure the physical like the sleep deprivation definitely took a physical toll and i'm sure all of this built up to a catalyst that really created like how and when did you arrive at really the crossroads and make the decision to make the bigger change? Yeah. So that will take us back to when I was in Ireland and while I was obviously pursuing the marketing and agency jobs and, uh, you know, I then managed to move into the more corporate jobs, working for one of the biggest IT companies around the world where it was really a huge client, great paycheck, I have to say, but a lot of stress and burnout for sure. But in the same time, I was pursuing my passion, which kind of like gave me, you know, a bit of sanity, which was actually blogging, you know, about beauty, fashion, makeup, and then travel ended up having collaborations with beauty companies. I was traveling abroad with companies uh, with different tourism boards to like, you know, advertise their countries. So I was, I was doing that while working full time. And then at some point, and then on top of that, I was actually creating um, workshops, like uh, it was called Own Your Beauty, where people would kind of like own their beauty within and without. It was all kind of like under the sphere of empowerment. So at some point, I was like, I can't do this double life anymore. You know, it was just like, it was like a crossroad. And the crossroad, you know, when it was, we had decided to go to Bali with my husband and some friends, and and I was asked to work from Bali. <laughs> oh, yeah, that probably would have been the, that is a wake-up call. So I was like, I've paid a fortune for this holiday. I've been planning it for all, for all year. And, and I can't asked, even take my paid time off to be and here. And you're asking me to cover two days while I'm in Bali. I'm like, I can't do this. So as soon as I came back, I literally just handed in my resignation. <laughs> well, and you eventually, so like, and this is this is one thing I wanted I wanted to like linger around a minute because you actually made the decision to go back to school after becoming a mom. Yes. So I, and a lot of people I talk to struggle with like, do I go back to school? Don't I? How do I? How did that come into play here? And you want me to make this even better? I actually found out that I was pregnant on my second child while I was in the school. <laughs> <laughs> every every kind of like working parent out there is like uh okay Cassie why don't you go do something with your life <laughs> so it was it was just a little bit like uh, when I found out I was pregnant with my second child I was like how is this gonna work like I'm I, I don't know how I'm gonna do it but you know somehow magically I don't know we just things happen and they happen in the flow when you really want to achieve something, when you really want to do something like you, it just, it just happens. It's, it's, it's mad, but it's magic and it happens like the, the universe will make it for you. So 
I decided to actually, you know, after leaving cor- my corporate work and I was working with my blog and freelancing and all these type of uh, different type of uh, jobs and roles to be able to keep, you know, my paycheck, uh, which it was obviously it's different than ha- having a corporate job. I, d- I discovered kind of like the personal development field, uh, which I knew that I was very drawn to. And then I knew I was taking different courses, but then I was like, I have to make this like, you know, properly because this is what I see myself. I see a calling there, you know, this is where I am. So I decided to take on uh, my course um, about nine months to a year long, uh, along with the accreditations and all the work. And it just, it was the best thing I could ever do. Well, and that's all led to what you're doing now. And I think you and I, this is where I think you and I share some perspectives and this will be an interesting little uh, path to go down. And now a word from our sponsor. This episode of No More Mondays is brought to you by Athletic Greens. As many of you know, I live a very active lifestyle here in the Colorado Rockies and I'm also gluten-free. So I started taking AG1 because I wanted a quick and easy way to support my gut health and my immunity. I also love a good routine and AG1 makes it easy to get my daily dose of vitamins. I just pop a scoop in a blender bottle, shake it up, and I get 75 high quality vitamins, minerals, and superfoods during my 22 minute drive to CrossFit. The bonus, not only do I feel great during my early morning workout, I sleep better and I have more mental clarity, all without breaking the bank because this is just $3 a day. As a climate neutral certified company, I can also feel good about that three bucks going somewhere meaningful. We're partnering with Athletic Greens to make it easy for you to stock up. Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com emerging. Again, that's athleticgreens.com emerging to take ownership of your health and pick the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. So this has all led into kind of a coaching business. Absolutely. It's so so funny how it's like, it's like these, you peel back these like layers of an onion or I don't even know what anecdote to throw out of it, but you've kind of arrived at this place. So talk to us about how you're, uh, you're using kind of, it's both your experience and your new education and the coaching work you're doing. So what are you up to now? So at the moment, I'm, wor- I'm working as a coach with neuroscience. So we are, um, and I'm working with clients from different fields. So let's say I'm working as a life coach and then as an executive business coach. Um, so I have clients from corporate world that I want to transition from corporate world to actually, you know, doing something themselves. Um, I have I have parents. I have a lot of parents, and I have actually. Um, people as I call them with a feminine energy if you know what I mean it can it can be men that are kind of like the main um provider of the family in terms of like the children as well so they have a stronger feminine energy it's so strange but it's so beautiful at the same time that I I track this type of uh, people in my coaching business because these are the people that resonate with me and I actually we have a great chemistry when we work together so um I have like corporate people I have like a family uh people in uh, as my client so it's a, it's kind of like a nice a mix to keep? Well, it's a reflection of the different stages you've been. So somebody, you know, the corporate people, you can, you, you have empathy and can, they can, you can relate to them from your experience during that time of your career. And, and it's very, it's very likely they're feeling a lot of those same, same feelings and challenges you were so that there's kind of common ground there. You know, there's actually studies out there that show that men work really well with like female mentors and coaches um, and vice versa. And I tend to, I tend to find that I work with a lot of men and the energy thing is really interesting, but I feel like it's really, what's really cool about 
stepping into kind of a coaching business is it's, so much of it is rooted in your experience and what you've been through it in life and how you can meet your clients in those places that you've kind of also been, whether it was 10 years ago or 10 minutes ago. Absolutely. I totally agree. And I totally agree with what you said about, uh, you know, men having a, a woman as a coach or, you know, a mentor is the energy is a lot different because they can be a little bit more vulnerable than they can be with a man. And, you know, you have a bit more of the empathy, not that men are not like, I don't want to be sound, you know, that uh, it's not, but it's just like kind of like something, something something there that is you know it's lingering in the air and as we know like us humans are open loop systems you know we have an open loop system so we, the energy flows from one person to the other like here we're sharing this screen and this audio and like there's energy here flowing and even though you're uh, you know the other side of the world you know there is so much happening in between and we know there's always a connection um so yeah that's kind of like how i see it with when i work with my clients and it sounds like as far as, you know, when you work through the crossroads and really arrive at satisfaction, a lot of things come together. And it sounds like you have found a way to bring together not only the different experiences and knowledge you've gained across the journey that you've taken, but if the way you approach coaching is any way, anything like the way I approach coaching, it brings together that kind of like, let's say like intellectual component with some of that creativity and it might not be artistic creativity however you get the strategy and you get to bring together kind of both sides of that brain that want to be fired and just being creative or just being you know in kind of a more analytical setting doesn't feed both sides so it sounds like that's happened in this place you're in too and you're so right in saying that and um i, I really want to point that out because we you know, we say the word being creative and they absolutely, you know, everybody just thinks of arts and just you now painting and clothes and, you know, designing, but no, you can be creative in your business and in your strategies and in your tactics and in the way you approach people. That's where creativity is. And when we actually use our creative imagination, you know, we have this creative imagination that pours from the inside of us, you know, from this kind of like higher self of ours, if we want to use this type of words, you know, that speaks to us from the synthetic imagination, which is like from the things we actually see and we compose. And when these two type of imaginations, you know, come together, that's where the actual creativity is created. And then when things are more true to ourselves, because we've, we've taken from our own and then we've taken from the outside world and made it more into what it is, you know, the thing that we want to actually pursue. I think that's the creative, the creative piece of us that if we can tap into and we pair that with kind of like the vocation and how we serve and, and put our, our purpose out into the world, everything starts to come together and things become more satisfying and more fulfilling. So there you go. There's your words of wisdom from Angie and Cassie today. So actually, let's give everybody else a little bit of, a little bit more wisdom. What would you say to somebody who's sitting there just shaking their head at this conversation and going, yep, I am burnt out. I'm burning the candle at both ends. I'm living a double life. Maybe they're afraid of change. They, they know they want to, to, to step out, but they just can't get themselves to do it. Like what, what would you tell them to do as like a first step or what kind of encouragement would you give them? Yeah, well... First step, first thought is like, just do it. Like there's nothing you're going to lose from it. The only thing you're going to do is like learn. Even if you don't succeed in what you want to do, like, you know, you don't, success is, you know, success is, comes from many failures. We know that, you know, if you don't fail, you're never going to succeed. So it's a, we're designed to fail because we're going to learn and then, you know, we're going to do better. But then as the first thing is like, if you want to do something which is different from your corporate job or from whatever you're doing at the moment is do the research. 
make sure you are you know what what you're aiming for to do is like you know there's a need for out there for it just do your research and then what I'm also going to say is make sure you have a good bank account you know make sure your bank account can support your you know if you actually decide that you want to quit your job and you know go you know all in for a year to do make sure you have the money there to support you if you don't that's absolutely no problem you know you, you just have to come like find the ways and work part time and do the 80 20 um, rule you know when you when you move forward to actually make sure you, you want to go into the right uh, path basically it's funny because I don't get to actually sit and talk with many other people or coaches specifically who kind of specialize in that little, I, I call it the employment to entrepreneurship niche mm. because it's a really unique space to play in. And um, this is this is cool. You and I could go, I, you and I could go down a real serious rabbit hole in this <laughs> I one. I know. Um, but it's, it, I think you, there's, I recently actually wrote an article on this shameless plug for the Career Benders blog, but it's, you don't necessarily have to cut the cord. And if that is and, and because that's a really, really big leap. And in my opinion, if you if you know you want to make this shift, there are ways to mitigate the risk so that if you do fail, it, it's a learning experience Absolutely. and not a complete detrimental shock to your system. I mean, I, I think I counted one day that, that I've, I have owned I have started 13 businesses wow. or owned 13 businesses and career benders is finally the one that pays me more than anybody else has ever paid me and employs my husband and two other people, right? So it, but it, all of those 12 experiences before have helped inform how I do business and how I don't do business. And so there's, there's very practical learning experiences that come, that come in. If you want to be, you know, cliche, you don't really fail, you learn. Absolutely. Um, but I agree that I think a small step because there's, it's like, do something. Don't do nothing, whether it's literally just researching or making a call to a coach to get information on how it could look or starting to save a little extra money so that you have a better nest egg in order to have some flexibility around how a transition looks. Just make us I think I think the the summary advice there and I 100 percent agree with it is. Uh, done is better than perfect. Absolutely. And you know what? I'm going to add one more little thing because I, I come across with people and I work with, with people that are completely stuck in their jobs and they don't know what, what to do. Like They're like, I don't like it, but I don't know. Like What, what I'm going to do, I honestly don't know. That's where I come and say, and say to them, start to experience life. Through different experiences, you will find your you know, you will find the freedom to think because some, I have friends and, you know, clients that actually say to me, you know, at the weekends, I think, and I, I think what I'm going to do. I'm like, you can't just sit down and think what you're going to do. It's just not going to work. Here's what I'm going to do. Yeah. It's like, yeah, <laughs> just don't think, just go and experience life, go do different things. And then that's how your, you know, imagination will, will strike. And then you're going to decide what you want to do. So this is a perfect segue because we play a little game on No More Mondays uh, called Rapid Fire Recommendations. Okay. And we're going to talk about some of your experiences and recommendations to help people maybe do this. Okay. And, and give them a little piece of advice and just some more insight into you on things that things that they could do or pick up. And and it's funny because the fir the very first one I might know the answer to already. Okay. And that is what see. is your what is your most memorable travel destination? Oh my! <laughs> I know where yeah, you're you've going. done some serious traveling. Part of me is like, she's gonna say Bali because a, it's Bali, and b, it's what made her go quit her corporate job. <laughs> you know what? I, I, I was gonna say Bali, but then of course, uh, I think 
This time around traveling from Ireland to Greece with two kids, it was a memorable That's travel. That's pretty memorable. <laughs> <laughs> you know, usually the memorable travel destinations are more about the experience than they are the destination themselves. Uh, let's give everybody a great book recommendation. Oh my goodness. Uh, so at the moment I'm reading um, Psycho-Cybernetics by Maxwell Maltz. Absolutely love this book. It's all about self-image. Um, check that out. Um, absolutely love it. And then of course, uh, you know, a good old, a goodie and an old one is like the Think and Grow Rich, like from Napoleon oh, Hill. Absolutely. I always favorite. have a little soft spot for that because I went to Carnegie Mellon and that's the, oh. that's, who that's inspired by. Of course it is. Yeah. And so anybody that mentions Think and Grow Rich has a little soft spot. Um, those are two. Those are actually this, the, the first one is going to go in my cart in my stack of my stack of books for reading. So those are two great recommendations. Great. Uh, what about a favorite movie? Mm, oh my God. Um, okay. Cheesy ones, uh, that, you know, they're gonna kind of like, you can watch and, but not really watch at the same time. Just have it in the, uh, yeah. The ones that if they come up on TV, you're going to turn it on no matter where it's at. I know it's so cheesy, but I'm going to say it like dirty dancing. <laughs> I was knew that's what you were going to say. I was about to say, you know, like dirty dancing. <laughs> that might, you know, don't feel, don't feel bad about that. I think that that might be the, the most common, like if there is one common response to that question, it, it's the, it's dirty dancing. Yeah, it's just like so it easy to watch and you don't have to watch it because you've watched it like and a thousand times. And the music is great. Yeah. And you know every word. Yeah, you exactly. Really, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and uh, what about a podcast recommendation? Oh my God. Um, well, this podcast, of course, thank you, <laughs> which I'm actually gonna, you know, after, after, you know, having this conversation about today's podcast, I've started listening, uh, to so many of your episodes and I absolutely love it. Uh, thank I'm, you. Actu I'm actually, um, also listening to the diary of a CEO, uh, from, Oh my goodness, I kind of forgot the name now. It's the Diary of a CEO. Okay, we will link to it in show notes, everyone. I really like, I, uh, mine is Eventual Millionaire with Jamie Masters. And I can't, I have a hard time finding um, finding podcasts like that. And I have a feeling this might be one of them. Yeah, so we'll link to it. it in show notes, yes, definitely. Absolutely. So um, so that way you, you'll know where to find it. But um, just, by the, by, just by the title, I already think that that's probably one I'll put on my list. And of course, this is a show about Mondays. So what's the first word that comes to mind when I say Monday? At the moment, it's like happiness, productivity, uh, you know, let's go for it. Um, I'm actually really happy when Monday starts because I know that, you know, the new week starts. So I would say just being happy and productive. That's kind of like how my Mondays look like now. I think that's a good way to go into it. It doesn't have to be like this, like, I'm so excited, I'm enthusiastic, but I am perfectly fine that it is Monday and I'm going to be productive in it. I, I tend to feel the same way because I'm a pretty routine driven. Mm. And so it's nice that on Monday I'm like, okay, I get to go back to my routine for the next four or five days after whatever adventure we've gotten into over the exactly. weekend. Exactly. And you know, it's still work. It's just that you love your job, but you ha there are like mundane things with work, but you love totally. to do them. So you have to be happy. You don't have to be like, you know, over the top, as you said. But yeah, I, I think that there's a there's a nice sustainable level of satisfaction there. That's a good baseline to keep, you know, to keep you going for a long time versus like extreme highs and extreme lows. Absolutely. Um, this I could literally I, you I could talk about I could ask you questions all day. You have to come to Greece to go for a coffee. <laughs> OK, darn. Or I'll come to Ireland to go I'll for come a coffee. To Ireland, I yeah. don't know. 
as we start to wrap up Mm -hmm. 1.0, I would love to give uh, everybody a little tidbit. How can they find you? How can we follow along on your quite literal worldwide journey and your coaching journey? How does everybody stay in tune with Just Cassie? So I, you can find me on Instagram is uh, at Just Cassie. Uh, like the blog is still alive. If anybody wants like tips on traveling and, blo- uh, you know, it's still there. It's justcassie.com. But I have my new website launching uh, this month, which is casey.coach. Um, and that's launching this month is actually under construction at the moment. We're working it Ooh, with my congrats. Yay, finally. And uh, this has been just a really fun conversation. Great way to start my my morning here uh, and evening for you. Yes, I really enjoyed uh, it. I really, really enjoyed as, it. Yeah, this is really fun. And as we close uh, out, I would love just let's give everybody one more piece of advice. What is something everybody out there can do to get one step closer to career satisfaction? Mm, very good question. I think, um, you know, from a coaching perspective is like, Obviously, if you're not happy to in, where you are uh, at the moment, like you should be vocal about it. Just start communicating that one with yourself, because sometimes sometimes you might be hiding it to, from your own self, then to your family or, or circle of friends, and then go speak with someone who is going to genuinely help you. Uh, you know, a coach or a career coach, of course, like Angie is, is one of the best career coaches out there. So you should definitely, uh, you know, speak with someone who can help you genuinely and, and lay down the ground for your next move. Because maybe just having clarity is the best thing to move forward. Uh, can anybody tell that Cassie used to be in PR? You're my, my, <laughs> my new favorite brand champion. But I think that this is good advice because I think I the, the piece about admitting and talking to yourself about it, I think is huge. And then seeking out unbiased, trusted wisdom because everybody that you surround yourself, your family, your friends, your spouses, your kids, they all love you and want you to be happy, but they also have motives of their own. Yep. And whether they're good or bad, they have you know an agenda in, in how you carry out your life. And so you get, stepping outside of, of, let's say, advice that can be biased, whether that's positive or negative, and seeking out somebody like a, a mentor who can really guide you around what you want and your goals is a great, great piece of advice. Even if that's just one kind of exploration call yes, to just know what you don't know, it's a great way to get started. So there is a, there are a lot of great little wi- pearls of wisdom and gold nuggets throughout this whole conversation. Cassie, this is this has been awesome. Aww. I can't we're going to do this again. So you will all hear from Cassie again as she uh, starts to grow her coaching business. And I'm so grateful for you joining Aww, us today. Thank taking you so time much. out of your stay in, in Greece to join the No More Mondays movement. So thank you so much. Oh, thank you so much. It has been an absolute pleasure. Can't wait, to, you know, to do this again. And maybe next time I'll be in a different destination just to kind of like spice it up. We got to mix it up. Yeah, exactly. Absolutely. Where, where the world is Cassie during this recording? Uh, it's it's really it's kind of fun to think about some of the global guests that we have here on No More Mondays because it's just fun to see how people have added that and, and created that ability and that freedom, you know, within their careers. And we always love hearing from people who have successfully navigated career crossroads, ditched the burnout, ditched the Sunday blues to chart a path to success and satisfaction. Cassie, you're one of them. I'm oh. so grateful that you came and gave your advice. Thank you again. Thank you so much. It's been an absolute pleasure. And I uh, 
I can't wait to like listen to this interview when it's going live. Ex yeah, exactly. And for all of you out there who have listened to this, we would love for you to go and leave us a five-star rating. Subscribe to No More Mondays wherever you get your podcasts. It is a huge help as we continue to inspire confident professionals everywhere around the globe with stories like Cassie's. If you want to leave us comments, feedback, guest suggestions, or grab the show notes and links from today's episode, visit us online at nomoremondays.info, and we will see you next week for another episode of No More Mondays. Thanks for joining us for another episode of No More Mondays. Tune in next week as we bring you more insights and actions to help you improve your professional life and find career satisfaction. Don't forget, visit us online at nomoremondays.info for all the details, show notes, and recommendations from this episode. No More Mondays, we drop new episodes every Wednesday. No More Mondays is brought to you by Career Benders, Inc. in partnership with executive producer Jane Durkee. For more information about career coaching, resume writing, personal branding, recruiting, and entrepreneurship coaching services, visit our website at careerbenders.com. 